Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of John, chapter 11. Verse 17. So when Jesus came, he found that he had been in the tomb, this is Lazarus, for four days already. Now, it seems that perhaps this notion was added to the text uh, to confirm that Lazarus, well, he wasn't just dozing or he wasn't just in a coma. No, he was dead. He was, in fact, four days buried dead. And we are such a cynical and doubting doubting bunch, aren't we? God was making sure that we grasp the depth of this very real miracle. Obviously, raising a man from the dead is not a small matter. This would certainly be the climax of Jesus' ministry as far as miracles were concerned. Yet, strangely enough, it would be this incredible act that would bring the final push by the religious leaders to seek him out and to kill him. So despite all the name-calling, all the counteractivity of those who called themselves God's children, but in truth were not, they could not dispute the fruit of the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. I mean, it's the same today. The naysayers and the enemies of Christ can say what they want about us and the other servants of God, but the bottom line is, what is the fruit of that person? What is the fruit of that ministry? In one of the numerous anonymous letters that have been sent over the years to the church and, or posted publicly in some manner, was one that always comes readily to my mind when this issue comes up. The writer, whoever he or she was, was personally condemning me and all of us here in this fellowship, and they went on in a rather flippant fashion saying, and I quote, much good God has done through this church, end quote. All of the scripture teaches that such a state as that is a biblical and spiritual impossibility. I mean, we can't be ungodly and evil and still greatly used by God. So, thank you, I was blessed by your letter. Let's face it, gang. God uses and blesses churches and individuals who are faithful. The fruit of our lives and the ministries truly give us the last word as to who and what we are. It would be therefore rather hard to argue with the claims of Jesus as to his deity and righteousness when he showed he literally had the power over death. Baruch Spinoza, he's considered one of the great rationalists of the 17th century when it came to philosophy, he once said this, quote, if he could believe, Baruch that is, if he could believe the raising of Lazarus he would tear to shreds his system and humbly accept the creed of the Christians, end quote. You see, what was occurring in this passage was both a critical and magnificent act within the life and the ministry of Jesus Christ. No tricks or sleight of hand here. When a man is brought back from the dead, all mouths are stopped. Reading now in verse 18. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about 15 stata away. Many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to console them concerning their brother. 
Then when Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went and met him, but Mary stayed in the house. Therefore Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you would have been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Second only perhaps now to the resurrection of Christ himself, this miracle was witnessed by a great number of both friend and foe. It was not historically refuted, nor was there even an attempt to do so since then. Even the enemies of Christ would attest to the fact that much good God has done through this Jesus. No one tried to dispute the authenticity of this event. Even the chief priests and the Pharisees, when they met together in council, they asked each other, what are we doing? This man does so many signs. If we leave him alone like this, everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and take away both our place and our nation. Notice as we go through this passage that Jesus could have prompt, promptly come to Lazarus and could have kept him from dying. And having done so, he could have therefore kept Mary and Martha from the pain that they would incur at the death of their brother. He could have, as in the case of the nobleman's son, remember that story? Even healed Lazarus powerfully from a distance. Yet he chose not to do that. Well, certainly many will bristle with these facts claiming that because he was allowing uh, the pain and the difficulty to come upon uh, these individuals, that certainly Jesus, and yes, even the Father God, well, he doesn't love them, and nor does he love us when we are on the receiving side of such pain. We in our humanity seem to always equate comfort and an open road before us as God's will. We, we, we see these things as his plan and his man, manifest of love. But such is certainly not the truth. Nor is it the practice of Christ with any individual in any generation. Jesus would even go so far to tell his own apostles on this matter, quote, I'm glad I wasn't there, end quote. Wow. How cold and unfeeling we might think. But you see, Jesus had a plan which was, and always is, bigger than just one situation and one person. Now, I know this comes as a shock to many of us, but the plan of God is often bigger than any single one of us. We, of course, acknowledge that fact, at least mentally, maybe even verbally. But in our heart is what really matters. There is the focus upon the great and powerful me. So you know, sometimes we aren't going to take, or excuse me, aren't going to like everything that we hear from Jesus. And we don't like bad news. We don't like difficult news. We don't like less than pleasant news. It causes many of us to leave our spouses. It causes many of us to leave our churches. It many of us to even leave our God and our faith. But you see, part of maturing in Christ and in our faith is learning to deal with instruction and truth that is less than pleasant to our flesh. Many of us, if it isn't going to be gentle and pleasant, well, it couldn't possibly be the truth then. Again, part of growing up is to be big boys and girls, and in doing so, leaning, or excuse me, learning 
to deal with instruction and the truth that is less than, say, fleshly affirming, less than easy to digest, if you will. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. 